Welcome back to Bible Pillars for today. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. I'm excited about this new year, 2021. Looking for wonderful things to happen. Wonderful adventures. Amen. I pray that you liked, you shared, and subscribe the other video. I know that you learned something from that video because I did as I studied to bring it forward. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you invited a friend to get online so that they could see the next video coming. We're going to go back to our conflict between good and evil and do part two. It was a little too many scriptures to do all of it at the same time. So I broke it up so that we wouldn't become overwhelmed. Amen? Well, let's pray together and let's get started. <clears throat> Open mine eyes that I may behold wondrous thing out of your law. Let me know it in my head, store it in my heart, short in my life, and sort in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? You got your pencils and your paper and your markers and erasers and all of these things. And don't forget the Bible and your recorder. Just have everything that you need. I hope you've got a little something to drink, some tea or something or water, so that if you're a little thirsty, you can enjoy something. And let's get started with the second part of the conflict between good and evil that's on this earth, but it started in heaven. You remember that? In heaven, because that's where Satan and those angels were kicked out of heaven. And we found out that he was a high angel and that his name was Lucifer. And this name about being the devil and Satan they only came after him being transformed from good to evil by a choice. And we want to make a choice that we become from evil to good. Amen? Amen. Revelation reveals Satan's true character. We learned a little bit about it. How he wanted to be over everything. and He wanted to be even most higher than God himself, he just got the I and the me and myself items, right? And we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that part of his character or any part of his character that failed. So let's look at some more of his character so we can know more about him. You know, knowledge is powerful. With knowledge, it stops us from falling into pit holes as we walk about life. It, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a light that comes off when we have knowledge. And we get ready to do something and the, the light bulb goes off. And so we know to back away. And, and so that's why knowledge is powerful. We must study the Word of God. Let's look at some texts. I'm not going to read all the text. I'm only going to give you a brief understanding of what the text is saying. You're going to go back and study these texts on your own 
And that's what's going to make you a good Bible scholar, is that you become a studier of the Word of God. Amen? Revelation 12, 9. Revelation 12, 9 says this. He deceiveth the whole world. Do you remember that? We read that last time. Now, if it says the whole world, did that include you and myself and others? Yes. So we are included that he deceives the whole world. He's a deceiver. We don't want him in our life. We don't. Revelation 12, 10. Revelation 12, 10. You should remember this text. He's an accuser of the brethren. Remember? Going up to the court in front of God and accusing you and I when he see us doing wrong. Because he already asked the question, why, was, why would God, Jesus, die for such sinners as us? People that don't even care for him. Well, I'm thankful that he did die for us. I'm thankful he died for me so that I have the right to eternal life. I'm thankful, Jesus. And then Revelation 2.10. Revelation 2.10. He persecutes God's people. He's a persecutor. He persecutes God's people. Revelation 2.13. He slays God's people. He's a slayer or a murderer. Wow, he's not a very nice person, I don't think. I don't think he is at all. Revelation 12, 12. He has great wrath. He's wrathful. We don't want to be on that person's side, do we? I don't think so. Revelation 12, 17. He makes war. He's a warrior, but not on the right side. He's a warrior, a warrior against God and God's people. John 8, 44. This is St. John 8, 44. This is partial of what it says. He was a murderer from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of it. Wow. I don't think he's a very good person. I don't think he has very good character. What do you think? So, do we want to follow that person? Do we want to pay homage to Satan? I don't think so. How far will Satan go to deceive people? That's a good question. Don't you think so? How far will he go to deceive people? 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. 13 says this. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transformed in themselves unto the apostles of Christ. Uh-oh. Somebody's trying to impersonate someone. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. 14. Satan appears as an angel of light. Mm. 15. His ministers, you remember? His agents, those angels, those fallen angels with him. They appear as ministers of righteousness. So they're appearing as if they have done or they're doing 
right. But you know what? That's not the case. They are not doing right. They don't even have a thought to do right. What's that saying? The old, the elderly say, they are bent towards wrong. <laughs> they are bent towards wrong. Satan seldom appears as an evil being. Because people would run away. They wouldn't have any parts of it. But they, he will not do that. He usually comes disguised as a friend, even as a Christian worker. Hmm. This catches people off guard. You know that, don't you? And deceives them. I wonder how many times has he deceived us. Isn't that something? We're going to really be interested when the books are open and we're able to see the times that Satan has deceived us. The conflict between good and evil on this earth. Can Satan really work miracles? Interesting. Let's see what Revelation 16, 13, and 14 says. Can Satan really work miracles? Revelation 16, 13 and 14 says this. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophets. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Yes, Satan can and will work miracles. That's not a good thing. Don't be deceived by his miracles. So we can't just look at a miracle and think it's all of God. We have to test that miracle to see, is it of God? Ask God. Ask him. He will tell us. He will not leave us. And we don't have the knowledge that we need to have. How effective are Satan's miracles? Let's see how effective his miracles miracles can be. Matthew 24, 24. The Bible explains everything for us. If we have not, if we're not learned, or another word, ignorant, is because we just don't want to study. Because the Bible exposes everything that we need to know. Matthew 24, 24 says this, For there shall arise false Christs, False Christ. Somebody's going to impersonate Jesus and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much, listen at this part, in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Do you know who the very elect are? That's you and I, believers of Jesus Christ. I'm praying that you and I are giving our lives to Jesus 
day by day, moment by moment, second by second. And we are God's chosen people. We are the very elect. And these miracles of Satan will be so effective that if it were possible at all, we could be deceived. Oh God, have mercy on our souls. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be deceived by Satan. What about you? I want to know the truth when I hear the truth, when I see it and act it out. I want to know God's presence. I want to know what is of God and what is of Satan. We have to be careful. Satan is so effective that in the judgment, listen at this, in the judgment day, many will think they are saved when they are lost. I do not want to be lost. What about you? I don't want to think I'm going the right way and find out at the end of this journey that Satan has been deceiving me all along. Lord, have mercy. I have this phrase I say to God. Let me be real. Just something simple. Lord, let me be real. Don't let me fool myself. Paul said it this way. Don't let me teach and preach to others and be a castaway myself. We need to pray against the spirit of Satan that's deceptive. Listen at this text. Matthew 7, 21 through, 32, 21 through 23. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. I get excited because thank God for the words and that we are studying the word that we can have a chance of not being deceived by Satan. We don't want to be deceived. And we don't want our friends and our loved ones, not even our enemies, to be deceived. Listen at this text. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonder, wonderful works? 23, and then I, ooh, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I do not want to hear that come out of Jesus' mouth. What about you? I do not want him to say, that he doesn't know me, to depart from him. I do not. What about you? We have to be careful because Satan is deceptive. 
very deceptive. You know what else he'll do? He has the audacity to do this. And you'll remember when he did it before. Will Satan quote scripture to deceive? We know the answer to that. Yes, he will. Where in the Bible do we remember that Satan used scripture, quoted scripture, to deceive someone? Matthew 4, 1, 5, and 6 tells us about it. Matthew 4, 1, 5, and 6. And this is the way the text is read. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Five, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and sitteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Six, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Yes, he quoted scripture when tempting Jesus. Don't you know he will quote scriptures for you and I to tempt us? Even with the miracles, misuse of scriptures is Satan's best weapon. But guess what? If we did what we should do and study the word of God, he could not use those texts against us. Why? It is proven because Jesus said what to Satan when he misquoted the scriptures. For it is written. So we have to know what's written in order to throw it back in, G in Satan's lap. It is written. We have to know what's written in the Bible. Who does Satan hate in these last days? He hates someone because he's angry. He's angry, angry, angry because he can't get the people he desired to get. Revelation 12, 17. Revelation 12, 17 says this. And the dragon was wrought with the woman. I told you the woman is represented in Revelation as the church. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. He is angry and he hates those of us in the last days that keep the commandments of God. Those Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, and have a testimony of Jesus. We need to be able to have a testimony of Jesus. We need to speak out for Jesus to others as well. How can it be, how can I, how can you be sure that Satan will not deceive us? Write scriptures down. Reread them later. 
study them for yourself when we're going over all these teachings. Isaiah 8.20 Isaiah 8.20 Check with God's law and the testimony. The scripture says, If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Search the scripture. Just like I said, when we see a miracle, search the scripture to see where this miracle is coming from. Is it of God or is it of Satan? And ask God to trouble you. I ask him to trouble me inside if this is not him speaking or this word that is being given is not truth. Speak to me, Lord. Just don't let me be comfortable in error. Acts 17.11. Acts 17.11. Check with God's scriptures daily whether these things are so. Look at the text. Find out. I had a young man God had me witness to many years ago. And when he would talk to me, God would give me texts to speak to him and not say, in Romans it says such and such and such, but just to use the text as a common language. And I remember one day he looked at me and he said, I didn't know that everything we do, the Bible can give us an answer for. I said, oh yes, the Bible was written for our guidance. And God is interested in everything we do. It's nothing too small, nothing too big. God is interested in our lives. He's interested in your life. He's interested in my life. He's interested in the lives of everyone in this world, in the universe. Amen. John 7, 17. John 7, 17 says, if I am willing to obey God's will, reveal to me his doctrine. Remember, his doctrine is letting us know it's whatever teaching, it's whatever rules that is governing us. He will reveal them to us. He does not want us deceived. 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 through 12. I must love the truth. I must love the truth. Be careful what you believe. Please, please, please be careful what you believe. It is a matter of life and death. Check everything by the word of God. You know how we'll get on Google to check things to see if this is right, if that's right. We'll go to the dictionary, we'll go to the encyclopedia, all these books. Check by the word of God to see if there's any truth in it. It is obvious that a shallow knowledge of the scriptures will not prevent Satan's deception. Also, 
After much study, one must depend on God. Always depend on God. And you know, the Holy Spirit was left here to guide us into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is here to guide us. But we need to read the Word. Read the Word. There's an animal that Satan was is compared to. A very dangerous animal. Do you remember what animal that is? 1 Peter 5.8 tells us about that. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us about this dangerous animal that Satan is liking. He's compared to. Be sober. Be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeing whom he may devour. You know, he does. He does a real good job. I don't think he sleeps because he knows just where to hit us. He knows how to get us. And he makes us grunt because sometimes some of those licks we get, some of those things he throw at us, they're pretty tough. They're pretty tough. They can make us fall to our knees. But oh, that man up there with the big G in front of his name, God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Greater is he that's within me than he, Satan, in this world. So remember that. Remember that. Like they take, when they shot something, then they take the gun and blow it. You can blow that off because he is greater no matter what. Even though Satan is compared to the roaring lion. I heard a preacher one time say, the difference between him and the lion in the jungle, he's toothless. <laughs> he's toothless. If you believe in God, he's toothless. He's just a big animal with no teeth. But now if you're not studying the word and standing on the word, his bite is pretty strong. So let's study the word. Amen. Revelation 12, 12. Revelation 12, 12. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Uh, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth he has but a short time. Satan realizes that the end of this world is near. What a tragedy that so few people realize the same thing. Do you realize that this earth is about to come to an end? We don't have long as we have had. But the little time we have, we can decide to let God be our God and our leader, and our savior, and our redeemer, are let Satan take full control of our lives. That's our choice. God gave us choice. Where will Satan finally be? Where is his place finally at the end of it all? Revelation 20.10. Revelation 20.10 says this. And the devil that deceiveth them 
was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and false prophets are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And remember what we studied before when we studied about hell's fire. Not physically will he keep burning, keep burning forever and ever, but the results of the burning will be forever and ever. No more to exist. Satan will not exist and his agents, some of us call them his imps, but his agents, they will no longer exist. Only the results will be forever and ever. What will the fire do to Satan and his angels? Ezekiel 28, 18. Ezekiel 28, 18. It will turn him into ashes. And then Hebrews 2, 2, 14. He will be destroyed by death. He's, see, that's how you can know that he can't keep burning. If he's dead, why, what's the need of keeping him burning? Even a law burns out, right? We have to use a little common sense. God gave us quite a bit of that. Ezekiel 28, 19. Ezekiel 28, 19. Never shall thou be anymore. Satan will be completely put out of existence. What a blessed relief to know that someday the devil will be gone forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We do not have to join Satan in hell. Hell is not for human beings. Did you hear me? Hell is not for human beings. Hell was made for the devil and his agents. Matthew 25, 41. Matthew 25, 41 says, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Who did he say that fire was prepared for? The devil and his angels. See, God don't leave anything for chance. He even lets us know that this last hell fire, we have no business being a part in it. No business whatsoever, because it was not made for us. It was made for Satan and his agents, his followers. How can we defeat the devil? Hmm, there's a text that tells us that. Revelation 12, 11. How can we defeat the devil? Revelation 12, 11. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That's Jesus now. The last lamb was slain. And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. By the blood of the lamb. By the word of our testimony. By being willing to die rather than knowing, knowingly disobeying God. 
Isn't that something? He'd rather die than to disobey God, knowingly disobey God. Well, since Jesus loves you, loves me, and have died for us, for you, for you, and you, and you, and you, and for me, will you ask Jesus to control your life? Will you consider your, your acceptance of Jesus as your Savior for life and death matters? And will you bear a testimony to others of his love? Those are questions for you, as they are questions for me. Jesus is coming soon, very soon, very, very soon. Yes, people have said it for thousands of years, but I believe, and the text is showing us, is closer now than it has ever been before. So, are you willing to give your life to Jesus today? Pray and ask God to forgive you his, your sins and ask him to come and live in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for another opportunity to call upon your name, to read your word, and to pray to you. Father, we're asking if you'll forgive us for our sins by thought, word, or deed. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we pray, Father God, that you will come and you will live with us. And that you, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, will guide us into all truth. And we're so thankful, God the Father, that you're waiting in heaven for us to come to be with you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us, that we would have the right to the tree of life. Father, bless us and keep us. Most of, God, most of all, I pray you'll save us in the end. This is my prayer and our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remember, our email, theohanaministries at gmail.com. If you've given your life to the Lord, please write us a note. Please, please, please let us rejoice with you as you and the angels in heaven and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit rejoice with you for giving your life to Him. Remember, as you listen to these videos and you study, like them, but please share them. Help us carry this gospel around the world. And once you do that, make sure you subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe. So every time we upload a video, you won't miss a one. It's like a puzzle. You have all these pieces, but when you finish putting them together, it is an awesome picture. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Let his face shine upon you. And you come back to see me again.
and allow me to come into your presence. Amen. Have a good day.